0: You're listening to Demos Cinema Podcast. This is Lola Vaughn. Follow me on Instagram at Lola underscore Vaughn.
1: This is Demos Cinema Podcast and I'm your co-host Nicole. Keep listening. Hey, this is Marissa. You can find me at, at MarissaSoDope so on Instagram
0: and you're listening to Demos Cinema Podcast.
1: Hi, cool. This is Ali Von Rose and you're listening to Demos Cinema Podcast. Hi, this is Volcana and you're listening to Demos Cinema Podcast. Hey, welcome to DeMo Cinema Podcast. Hard rock metal, your thing, indie films, fetish, and a great monthly episode of Tales of Terror.
0: It's all right here. So without further ado, here's your podcast host, Michael. All right. Thank you so much for joining DeMo Cinema Podcast today. You know, today has been a day I've been waiting for to do an interview um, with... (laughs) I, I'm actually kind of a little bit blown away with with today. Um, I've been waiting to have this guest come on uh, for quite a while. Um, I was actually really honored the fact that they wanted to come on today. Uh, I'd like to welcome onto the show the one, the only China Cravens. China, you there?
1: I'm here. How are you? Oh, outstanding. How's it How's it going for you today? Well, I've only slept a couple of hours, so I'm a little exhausted. Well, I definitely
0: want to tell you, thank you so much for making time to come on for the show today. I know, like I said, I know you're a little bit tired, uh, but definitely I do want to thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this.
0: <laughs> awesome. So let's, let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about... How did China come about? What yeah. uh, what what started this in your life that this was something that you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I come from a theater background. Um, I've been an actor since I was 13. Um, I'm 24 now, so a little over 10 years. And I used to um, get... In sort of drag for some certain shows, there was a show uh, my senior year, it was called Leading Ladies. And we had to do quick changes because I had to play a man and a woman in the same show. And it was about a 30 minute, 45 minute show. Oh, wow. um, so there was like something I dabbled in. But I was during that time, I was watching a show called RuPaul's Drag Race. And when RuPaul's Drag Race premiered, um, my, who the person who is my promoter now, Ray Lopez Entertainment, he would bring some of the RuPaul girls to the shows, um, to the clubs here in San Antonio. And so me and one of my close friends in high school, Amy, found out about it and when we were 18 we were finally able to go and we went to see a show at the saint um that is no longer here it is now 800 live i believe um but we went to see a show at the saint and it was carmen carrera from season three of rupaul's drag race and we were blown away by the amount of love that the community was showing these drag queens and performers but not only was it the girl from rupaul's drag race it was san antonio drag queens as well so there was a mix into that and watching those girls there was something missing for me and me being the performer that i am i said this is so easy all they're doing is putting on a wig putting on lipstick putting on a dress i can do that so (laughs) that's that is what kicked china into high gear that's when i decided that That was something I wanted to do. And so my name, China Cravens, came about because one day in rehearsals, I was doing The Giver in 10th grade. So this was about 2010. Um, And I was like, hey, let's get our drag queen names which is how you usually get your stripper name um and it's how you get your street you grew up on and an animal you first had the name of the animal you had and mine just happened to be china named after the wrestler she was my dog and cravens is a street here in in san antonio on the southeast side and so that's how my name china cravens came to be Um, wow yeah so china cravens came out Came about in 2010, but she didn't come alive until 2013 when I wanted to be stubborn and prove a point that I was better than the drag queens that I had previously seen on stage. Um, so I I, yeah, that's that's why I started drag. So I competed in Drag Me to Fame, which is a show I now judge um, in 2013 at The Saint and I won. And I was the first person to get all 10s and that's that's what kicked my career into high gear and i've been so lucky enough to perform weekly for the last six years wow
0: that is absolutely amazing that is uh, that's that's actually inspiring i mean and it's it's artistic i mean what is your take i mean obviously it, it it is artistic but what is your i mean how do you feel like what is your what is your prep mode um for when you're getting ready uh, for oh. a show? What's what's your inspiration? What what kind of kicks you to where you're, okay, I'm going in, this is what I'm getting ready to do,
1: and then all of a sudden,
0: bam, you know what? I'm China, let's bring this on.
1: Oh, my God. What's so kind of like when's the point China comes to life during the process? Yeah. Um. Oh, gosh. I honestly think, so one of the last things I do in my makeup process is my eyelashes Mm -hmm. Um, because we use so much powder and everything so we don't want to get them they're going to look dusty as always but we wear them so often so the last (laughs) thing we do is put on our lashes so they have the least amount of dust on them from the powder Um, and I think that's really though When you put that lash on, your face is complete. Without a lash, you still look like a man with all that makeup on. It's so weird. Just those eyelashes really complete the look. So I think once that lash comes on, that's when I know I'm ready um, to leave my house. And then (laughs) when I'm at the bar and I start putting the tights on and the corset on, once I'm fully, it's. I don't even think there's a moment in that because with the tights on, my body's still incomplete. So I have to put my corset on and then I have to put my bras on and then I have to put my pads on and then I have to put my, my padding in my bras and then I have to put my nail gloves on and then my earrings and then the wig. So I think once everything is completed, that's when I feel China's ready, um, because I'm such a perfectionist. Um, there's, I don't really feel like there's a moment in between that um, of me getting ready where I feel like she's she's ready. I think when yeah. she's fully complete is when the character's fully realized and she's ready to go out and do the show. Wow. That's, and that's awesome. That is
0: that. And that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted the audience to hear. I really want and especially your fans, uh, because you have a lot of followers, you have a lot of people that love and endear, uh, that actually take it into what you do. Um, and, and those are the things that, that I really wanted to kind of dive in with what is, um, uh, so, okay, so a little while back, you had done a post, and there was, uh, I believe, a picture of Ariana Grande.
1: What happened with all that? With Ariana Grande, oh my gosh! Um, so, <laughs> okay, <So laughs> i done. Let you tell the story on it. So, what, what, <laughs> what kind of happened with all that? Yeah, of course. Um, I okay. So I've done drag for six years. I was supposed to do it for two months. So there's moments where. I oversleep sometimes because I do work a daytime job. Um, so I came home. I accidentally fell asleep. I woke up at eleven twenty, mind you. My show is at midnight. Um, oh my god! So <laughs> this one night, luckily I've created costumes to because of um, I'm an actor as well. So when I'm in rehearsals, I sometimes get out so late I don't have time to do a full face of makeup. So oh I've learned to do Sia. And I have a couple costumes that cover me from head to toe with just my lips and eyes showing. This was right. one of those nights that costume had to be utilized because I had about 10 <laughs> minutes to get ready. And so I am packing my bag in a rush. I'm like, it's a CN night. I have about 10 minutes to get to the bar. Um, my show is in 30 minutes. Um, let's do the damn thing. So yeah. I rush. I get all my stuff together. And we are in the bar i have a black cream makeup with me that i smear on my eyes and on my lips because that's all you see (laughs) um and then i'm getting ready to go out and one of my um co-show girls who i work with who hosts drag me to fame um comes back with a hundred dollar bill and she tells us y'all ariana grande just gave me a hundred dollars And we were like, oh no, whatever. And she was like, like, no. So she comes back and she says, bitch, Ariana Grande just gave me $100. And we're like, Elena, shut up. No, she didn't. I was like, she's not even here yet. This was on a Wednesday. Her show here was on a Friday. Uh So we're like, she's like, bitch, I'm serious. She gave me $100. And we're like, okay, girl, whatever. (laughs) So we go out and we we judge. So we sit at, at a judge's panel at the table and I come out, I was already looking a mess this day. So there was a cardboard box that one of my friends used. Sephora. She likes to dress up as boxes sometimes. And it was a Christmas box that she had wrapped up from our Christmas show. So it was still in the dressing room. So I decided why not add that to my already avant garde, um, 20 minute look. So (laughs) I, I decided to go out in this Christmas wrapping box, my face half covered, um, and I put on this hat that Tony Andrews had with her. It, it looked like a little disc on my head. So I already yeah. looked a mess. So I decided to amp it up and look even worse than I already did. <laughs> <laughs> and I ghosted at this table and I look back. I see nothing. I'm like, oh, okay. Ariana Grande is not here. And then I look again. And that's when I see her short little space buns in about 15 feet away from me wow and i start to shake because number one not being a narcissist but when i paint i can look very beautiful today was not one of those days (laughs) (laughs) so in my head i'm like well crap Out of all days, Ariana Grande is 15 feet away from me. She doesn't even know what I look like because I'm completely covered from head to toe. And I'm wearing a cardboard box. (laughs) Imagine the luck of that. Imagine. Could you imagine Ariana Grande's thought process during this entire time? She's like, I came to this show, mind you, and it was pretty, it was pretty dead this day. We used to get a great audience, but this day it was particularly dead. So she was not being bothered by anybody. She was surrounded by her dancers and her security, and she was just watching the show. Well, she starts tipping hundreds, and then I didn't even get to grab my tip from her because I had a Sia wig on on top of the outfit that covers me from head to toe, so I couldn't even see her during my performance. (laughs) Oh. So it was very unfortunate, but Ariana Grande came to our show and she watched for about an hour, and then the crowd started picking up because people don't know how to keep their mouth shut. I mean, who is in this small bar, San Antonio, Texas, and yeah. Ariana Grande was here. Yeah. Um, so this, this, it was so unexpected, um, but it was such a great opportunity for us to perform. For somebody who right now is, I think that it girl in the pop industry, um, yeah. And she, her song Thank You Next helped me through uh, a breakup that I was going through. So it was, it meant so much to me. And I think that's why I was shaking. I don't get nervous around celebrities. A lot of the uh, audience members see the RuPaul's Drag Race girls as celebrities. And so did I at a point in time before I was a drag queen. So I would get yeah. nervous to talk to them. But now I just see them as another one of me. Um, yeah. But to see Ariana Grande there was mind-blowing and i was shaking it we could not believe that she was in the audience and just watching the show on a casual wednesday night like who goes out on a wednesday ariana grande (laughs) yeah apparently she does yeah apparently she does (laughs) and two days later i spent an arm and a leg to go see her show and it was incredible and i have no regrets (laughs) that is (laughs) that is so awesome
0: and that's cool that's like i mean and you know you know grant you you didn't get to get the tip or everything but like hey you know what she was there
1: she was there regardless
0: she came you performed she saw it and
1: yes and she apparently posted me on her private snapchat um because she has a public one and a private one And Mm -hmm. I wasn't on her private one, but my friend was sitting behind her and saw that she was recording me on Snapchat. So I'll take that. Maybe Demi Lovato and every other celebrity got to see me. Um, And and I apologize for that because I looked horrendous (laughs) and I will never forgive myself (laughs) for that. But it's what I get. You know, out of all days, out of all days, the day I had 10 (laughs) minutes to get ready, Ariana Grande was in the audience. I, you pay. know
0: what I, you know what stuff you know what it, it happens and sometimes you have to like really think on your feet you, you did it you went through you made it happen and that's what matters
1: exactly she was singing along to my song from what I was told I couldn't see her but apparently she was it was Sia how can you not so I'll take no. that <laughs>
0: life it brings death it brings peace it brings despair in the small town of Anuac, Texas you will meet Gabby Ledford she discovers Dark secrets hidden in the shadows of this sleepy town.
1: The injustices of time weigh so heavy on me, and I am broken. We're all broken. I just have the overwhelming feeling but the world is just too big for me.
0: disney fan correct oh i am (laughs) beyond disney like this is you absolutely love it and and obviously myself the viewers i'm sure we have a ton of disney fans on there so we were talking a little bit before the show and you were saying did are you doing did you do performances out there at Disney World or what's what's going on or you're just going to Disney back and forth
1: I go to Disney back and forth because it is the most magical place on earth And Mm -hmm. doing what I do, sometimes I just need a getaway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sometimes I need that separation from life because that's where I get to be a kid again. And that's where I get to live in my fantasy world and talk to a mouse who doesn't talk back to me. But he just stands (laughs) there and listens to my conversation every time. And, And I talk to him like we're best friends. Um and in my head we are, so that's just it's just a place that I go. Uh, the first time I ever went was in 2003, and I went with my grandma. And I went to Disneyland for about a couple hours. I don't really remember it, and we didn't stay a full day. But I cried when we left because yeah, it was just a place where you it was so magical there. It was a place like any other. Um, and I was lucky enough to go again in 2009 with my family on my mom's side. And then again, you know, emotions were there because people were fighting and not everyone got to do what they wanted to do. So when one of my close friends did the Disney College program um, a couple years ago, uh, she invited me over and I stayed there for about a week. And we had the time of our lives um, because we got to do whatever we wanted. We got to do everything we wanted and we did everything. And it was magical. Like that's just how I explain every trip. It doesn't even feel like trips anymore. It just feels like my second home. And I say that about Disneyland and Disney World because I go so often, Um, Disney World more than Disneyland, but I just feel at home there and there's there's no place like it. So it's the place I can go Be a kid again, live in my fantasy world, and get to meet all these people that I grew up watching. um, Oh yeah! And get to tell, get to talk about books with Princess Belle, or you know, talk about archery with Merida. It's things like that, or when Tiana gets upset at me because I've yet to try gumbo. You know, it's those (laughs) moments. It's those moments that make you really become a kid again. And there's. And I would do it over and over for years to come. It's, it's and, unbelievable. Oh yeah. And I, I gotta
0: tell you the Belle, uh, the Bell cosplay that you did was it, it's beautiful. I I had to repost that. Uh, I was just like, I said, wow. I said somebody that truly appreciates Disney for what it is.
1: (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that morning it was our, it was our French brunch. And I was like, what, how can I do French? And I was like, bells from France. Let's do that. (laughs) 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 And so I did that um, at Paramore, which is another place I work at. And, I, it's it's on the river walk. So I'm outside dressed as Belle and I hear little girls screaming at me. And my face Aww. was... my I wasn't faced them. It was my back faced them because I was looking yeah. in the a reflection of the window and the door because I'm that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I hear these little girls yelling Belle, Belle. And I my mind, I was like, do I turn around? And pretend to be Belle for these little girls or are they going to be terrified when they realize (laughs) I'm more of the beast than Belle. (laughs) So I, (laughs) so I, I go into my Disney fantasy and I'm like, I am Belle. So I turn around and I just wave to them and I'm like, hi, good morning. Like the most Belle like voice, obviously not this groggy voice I have right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) With the most angelic Belle voice that I can possibly conjure up in that moment. And they are, they get so excited. Oh my gosh. It was unbelievable. And their mom was, she was like, Belle, you're so beautiful. And I was like, thank you so much. And for that moment, and the little girl had little puff, like Mickey ears on. So it was such a magical moment for me. And I feel like that's what's so great about drag is that unfortunately, I i'm probably not going to be a princess ever at the disney park but with (laughs) drag i can be those princesses i can be ursula i can be Belle. i can be i I can be elsa i can be Minnie mouse it's that's what's so exciting about drag is that i can incorporate those cosplays and those costumes and live out my dream and still make other people's dreams come true like that so that's really exciting for me
0: that that is absolutely, that is such an awesome freaking story. And I think, I, man, I tip my hat for you. That is Thank that, you. Was, that is so cool. It was a great moment. Um, so we're going to take a small break uh, and then we're going to come right back uh, with some viewer questions. So we'll be right back in one moment. All right. Thank you so much for waiting for us while we were on a little bit of a break for our advertisement sponsor. OK, so uh, directly back on here now, uh, China, real quick question for you. OK, so I know we've gone over a, a lot of stuff. What, what what you got coming up? What what's what's kind of going on in your world that you've got coming up over the next few weeks, next couple of months? What do you have that you want to throw out there for us?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, luckily this week I'm very busy. Um, um, I'm at the social <laughs> spot tonight in San Antonio, Texas at 11pm with a couple other girls and tomorrow I will be at the Blue Stars Art Complex with some of my Ray Lopez entertainment show girls. and we are kicking off Pride tomorrow. Um, so we have that coming up as well. And then cool. on Sunday I am at Paramore Brunch. Um, it is our white attire party and you can catch me Sunday night at the Heat Nightclub, and that's where I am each and every Wednesday and Sunday. So, anytime you want to see me, you can catch me at the Heat Nightclub every Wednesday and Sunday, and every other Saturday, uh, every other Sunday morning at Paramore for brunch. So, those are my weekly spots um, that you can catch me at, as well as I have a show on June 30th in San Marcos um, with Cynthia Lee Fontaine from RuPaul's Drag Race. She's one of my, she's one of my theas. Um, I've known her for quite a while, and we are opening up a new bar in San Marcos together called industry. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and of course it's summer. So we have a lot of summer plans going on. Um, and a big event coming up in August is, out in the park and that is put on by my promoter ray lopez entertainment and that's where we get girls from rupaul's drag race to come perform with some local queens around texas at six flags so we get to perform on the stages of six flags fiesta texas so that we have coming up at the end of august yeah it's a pretty exciting summer lots of things coming up
0: Oh yeah. And that's a, it, that sounds absolutely amazing. And I know the blue star, uh, arts complex. I love that place over there. They're always doing, they've got so many cool restaurants. It's so nice over there and I love that place. So that's actually, that's, that's one of my favorite kind of hangout places. Uh, um, oh, awesome. what about, um, I've got a couple of questions from viewers on here. Let's, uh, let me dive into this one. So the first one I have is, uh, from a viewer, and they wrote in how tall are
1: you how tall am i i am five nine five ten um out of drag and when i put on heels and my two feet tall wig i can be about six four wow yeah that's huge (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's huge (laughs) someone asked me the other day how are you so tall and i was like well with this two foot wig on my head and these four inch <laughs> shoes you know it, it might add a little bit of height Not.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious and then uh okay and then I have another one um who and ins- who is your inspiration what is what is your what what inspires you do you have a mentor is there something uh that And obviously we talked earlier, you know, going into uh, what makes China, China, Mm -hmm. but what is, who is your mentor? What is your inspiration um, for what you do?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Somebody I've always looked up to um, since before I was a drag queen is Lady Gaga, because her professionalism and her drive as a performer um, inspires me so much because no matter what she does any performance she does she gives a hundred and ten percent and she comes from a theater background as well and I think that's something that I hold very close to my heart is that no matter what I want to make you feel like you're watching a fully realized show, um, so we don't get to do this as often because of sometimes our venue locations. But if I can, I will incorporate anything theatrical into it. I wanna, I wanna sometimes bring a Broadway performance to a club or make it easily accessible for an audience member to see without paying those hundred dollar um, ticket prices, and. Yeah. And and I also sing live sometimes in my um, shows as well because of my theater background. So that's something I get to incorporate. um, And that's something I really admire is that no matter what, she always gives a full-on theatrical performance. Even at the Met Gala, that was a performance. And all she did was walk the red carpet. Um, So that's something I really admire about her. And that's something I aspire and take into my drag and take into consideration when I'm performing is that – I want to give my 110% and make sure I leave an impact on people that they experienced a great show and a great performance, um, at this little tiny bar or whatever venue I'm performing at. So she's one of my biggest inspirations and as well as mentors. Um, I think a lot of the times people have drag mothers and such, but I, I don't, I was lucky enough to grow up around drag Queens. Um, from when I started and some of my close friends. We talked about being drag queens when we were younger and those are the people I still talk to to this day. And one of my, my best friend, he's a drag queen as well. And he started drag a little, a little bit after I did. But we've been so mm-hmm. lucky enough to grow up in this um, career with each other. And so I think we help mentor each other in that way. And of course the drag queens who have come before me I uh, offer advice and that's something I take into consideration as well. So a lot of the times we're just inspired or mentored by the people that I work with and that surround myself with. Wow.
0: That is so awesome. You did, uh, there was a video that I was watching and you actually did share. Yeah. Um, and the, I got a question and from a uh, that was, and that was like, Oh my God, when are you going to do? Share again. And I looked and like, the facial expressions every and I was just like that's freaking awesome I went to go find the video because I was just like it blew me away is do you and obviously Cher is one of your favorites as well
1: um Cher yeah I love Cher so much oh my gosh um her and Bette Midler I think are such icons and I only know of them because of my grandmother who is somebody I love um, very dearly. She, growing up, would show me beaches or show me Cher's music videos or listen mm-hmm. to Cher's music. So anytime I get to perform those two, I feel like it's a special dedication to my grandmother. And when Aww. I do share um, something I started dabbling in uh, was celebrity impersonation. And Mm. the two people I do mostly are Dolly Parton and Bette Midler. And those are so fun because I get to fully transform into those characters. I get to not paint like China for the night. I get to change my face a bit and embody those characters and their body movements and their their voice, if any, if any given chance. Um, so I love to do Cher. I love to do Bette Midler, Dolly Parton, and even Madonna. Um, those are my four I think I've done the most, um, that I'm most well-known for. So I love to get to play different characters as much as I can. And even with that, I want people to think they get to see Bette Midler. At the heat nightclub for three minutes. Like that's just something I like to do is totally transform those people and transport them into this alternate universe. Because I have yet to see Cher Live and she's coming in December. So I'm hoping I'm here because oh my it's been a long time coming. Um, yeah. and I would love to see her though. So I think anytime I get to perform an old-time favorite, it really resonates with the audience because they're so well known to anybody. <laughs>
0: I completely agree and it's like I said it was it was something that was brought in and I looked at it and I went wow that's it's absolutely absolutely amazing thank um, you so much and, and the transformation is is by far it, it's stunning um, thank you. I think everything that you do you put 200% in um, and it, it's it's uh, I'll be the first to tell you guys if you have not checked out China Online, go to Instagram under China Cravens. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal performer and i think that that's what sets uh that's what sets the bar and sets the standard uh especially not just in san antonio but uh for everywhere that you do go and um it has been a complete honor and privilege on our end uh to be able to have this interview with you today on the phone so thank you very much
1: thank you so much for having me it's been an honor for me to join you today all right, so
0: we're gonna go ahead. Um I have one more uh segment coming up after this break, so we'll we'll be right back.
1: Where is Jesus and his white horse now? Do you see what you done to me!
0: Hey there. My name is Kel Adams. I'm an independent filmmaker currently in pre-production for a film called Open Waters. Now, Open Waters has a timeless, classic cinematic feel set in current time. It is a character-driven story. It's a narrative, psychological thriller that's going to keep you guessing, yet nothing is as it seems. Stay tuned and subscribe to our channel and find out how you can get updates on our campaign, receive Open Waters memorabilia, Get an executive producer credit on the film or even in the movie. Subscribe and stay tuned. All right, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate y'all listening to that uh, campaign video from uh, Terrace Filmworks. Uh, Definitely go check them out on the web, www.terracefilmworks.com. That's www.terrace.com. FilmWorks dot com. Uh, man, I gotta tell you, uh, Kale Adams is an amazing uh, director, and that's definitely why we wanted to uh, uh, definitely put this out at the uh, end of the podcast, so that way it was the last thing we were going to leave you with. So uh, definitely, like I said, check him out. The film's called Open Waters. I'm out of here. See ya. Thanks for
1: listening in today. You can check out the podcast episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or check us out on the web on YouTube at Demo Cinema Podcasts. We appreciate your support.